Gitin daf the last thing we we're discussing was a Mishnah that said that if a slave was captured and someone freed him, if they freed him, Lashem Avdut, he should work. If it's Lashem Ben Harin, then he goes out freed. A bunch of Omnigamil says he should always work. And Abaye said we're talking about before Yush. And he goes to work for his original owner. And a bunch of Gamliel says he always goes back to work for his original owner because there's a mitzvah to free slaves. And then Rabbah said, no, we're talking about after Yehush of the original owner. He already despaired. And he's going to work for his new master. And the reason a bunch of Gamliel says go always work for the original master is so that, like Hizkiah said, that a slave shouldn't just go get himself caught so he doesn't have to work for his original master. So this way he's always coming back for his original master. And the Gemara asked, uh, according to Rabbah, if we're talking about after Yehush and he's going to work for the second uh, person who bought him, who, how did that second person acquire him? And we said he acquired him from the person who captured him. So the question is, that person who captured him, let's say he's a Goy, how did he ever acquire that Avid? In what sense did he acquire him? And we said he uh, acquires him, that whatever he makes goes to the second owner. And there's a machloket between Rashi and Ramban, uh, who, who both say that it, this only happens after the original uh, Baalim uh, had despaired, they already had Yush, and then Rashbat says even before Yush. And with that, we are starting Lamed Zayn Amud Bet, second to last line, the middle of the line, which says De Amar Esh Lakish. Esh Lakish explains me, I've had we know that Ovet Kochavim can buy an Ovet Kochavim. At least whatever he works will go to him. And you learn, Atem konim mehem, Israel akone slaves from the goyim, velohem konim mikem, the obde kochavim do not buy from Israel slaves. Velohem konim zemze, they don't buy from one another. Yachol loiknu zedze, so maybe they don't buy one the other. Sigma so asks right away, Yachol loiknu zedze, what are you saying that they don't buy one the other? You said they don't buy from one another. So the Gemara explains, That's what Rishlakish was saying. They don't buy Avadim from one from the other for the the actual Kenyan of the goof of the Avid. Maybe they don't even connect it for them, just even for the work that goes to the to the master. If Oved Kochavim can buy Israel for the Maasei Adav, Oved Kochavim, a Goy should be able to buy a Goy just for the, at least the Maasei Adav, where whatever he makes goes to the owner, at least that. And then Afkamina would be two things, that if this Goy runs away from a Goy, he doesn't need a get shihura contract, a piece of paper that says he's free. He can run away and be mit gayer. There's no, that's not a problem because he's not koneh the goof. So the Gemara says, Maybe Ovet Kochavim is koneh the Ovet Kochavim's friend Dafka when he bought him with money because midin Torah, that's the way to do it for a goy. If he only made him work for him, serve him, and that shows a, an ownership Maybe look, maybe that you, you wouldn't be able to con it. Dafka money works, but uh, Hazaka wouldn't work. Hazaka works with land, but it doesn't work all the way with Avadim, meaning they're not a hundred percent equal Avadim and Karaka. So therefore, Amarav Papa, Amon Muav Teharub Sihon. We are allowed to capture Amon Muav because of Sihon. Originally, Hashem said, Don't bother Amon, don't bother Muav. Sihon comes, captures Amon and Muav. 
How? He didn't buy them. He captured them. That means they became his slaves. So once he acquired them with the Hazakah, now we were able to uh, attack Sihon and get Ammon and Moab. That's how they became Torah. So you see that there is a Hazakah, Kenyan, by the Goyim. So the Gemara says, okay, Ashkehan Ovet Kochavim, Ovet Kochavim. I see how an Ovet Kochavim buys another Ovet Kochavim with the Hazakah. However, Ovet Kochavim Israel with the Hazakah Menalan. How do I know that that happens? So the Gemara says, Dichtiv, Vayish Mimenu Shevi. By the Melchama of the Kenani, the Melch Aradut Israel, it says the Kenanim captured Bene Israel. And it says Shevi captured. So I mean, how would you capture them? By us, they they captured us, and they, they chose a Hazaka. And Amarav Sheman Baraba Amar Biyohanan Eved Shebarach Mibet Asurim. If a slave, like Eved Kenani of Israel, who got captured, is in jail, and his uh, his original owner, his master, uh, had a Yush, he ran away from jail. Yatzale Herut, he goes out free, doesn't have to work for his original owner. But not only that, we force his original master to write him a get a shihrur. This way, he could get married to Ebat Israel and Tanan. Now, Rabban Shimon Gamliel says, either way, he works. Anywhere where Rabban Shimon Gamliel comes and gives a halakha, halakha is like him, chutz except for three places, except for these three sugyot, one of them is in Babatra, one of them is in the Agmara later on, one is in Sanhedrin. Now, the Chorah, you have a problem over here with what Rabbi Yohanan is saying. According to this klal, the halakha is like Rabbi Yohanan in our Mishnah. So if that's the case, why did Rabbi Yohanan just say that he goes out free? According to a bunch of Gamliel, he should go back to work for his original owner. So now, now Abaye can fix this beautifully. He could say that our Mishnah is, is talking about where they brought him back before the original master had Yush, and that's why he goes back to the original owner. And there'd be Yohanan over there was Posek, like Rabban Shimon Gamliel. And the second case where the man ran away from jail, that's talking about after Yehush, and he, he ran away, and since he ran away, he, he, he doesn't have to work for his original master. But according to Rav, who explained our Mishnah is talking about after Yehush, Kashad Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan is contradicting himself. So Amar Lachrav Rav explains Talmud, my what's the reason? We make him go back to the original owner, Mishum Tehizkiyah. Like Tehizkiyah said, we don't want him running away and getting caught on purpose, so this way he doesn't have to work for the original person. So, Borei Ahshani. Our case with running away from jail is totally different. Why? When he runs out of jail, he's putting himself in danger. Are we even worried that he's going to go get himself caught on purpose to run away from his original master? So, obviously, the time of Tehizkiyah doesn't apply. And therefore, he can officially go free, even according to Rabban Shimon Megamliel. And the Gemara says a story: Amte de Mor Shmuel Ishtabai, the Shivha of Mor Shmuel, uh, was captured by Goyim Parkuel Shumamata. They freed her so she could be a slave. Veshadru Ale, and they sent her back to Shmuel Shalhule. And those who freed her sent to Shmuel. Why didn't they free her? Because Anan Rabban Shimon Megamliel. We hold like Rabban Shimon Megamliel at. If you hold like uh, Rabbanan, 
and you should be able to work you should just know that we freed her I'll show that she's going to be your slave and the Gemara says, in Usavur, the people who freed her, they felt, they held, Lifnei Ushava, that was before Yush, Veloi, it wasn't that, because Lehari Ushava was after Shmuel had Yush, and therefore Ushmuel, Lomi Ba'adishtabu'ayelomishtabedba, not just he couldn't uh, work with her, because uh, he already had Yush, he didn't even need her, to, he didn't even need for her to get a get Shihur, she was totally free. Shmuel Tame because Shmuel goes according to his reason. If someone is Mafkir his Ayvid, he's free, doesn't even need a get. Are we Dafka talking about men, not women? They can't be. Ela Ayvid Shesh Lore Shut the Rabu Alav Karu Ayvid. An Ayvid who his master has control over him is called a slave. However, Sheen Lore Shut the Rabu Alav. But if his master doesn't have any control over him, and Karu Ayved is not considered Ayved, rather he is free and doesn't even need to get. And the Gemara says another story, the Shifha of Rabbi Abba Barzutra was captured. This man, this guy from Tarmod, he freed her, the so she could marry him. So the Moraim were there, they they sent to Rabbi Abba Barzutra, Yaut Avtad. If you want to do this right, free her with a get. So the Gemara asks, wait a second, what was going on over here? If they could free her, then why does she need a get? They should have freed her for him and bring her back to the Rebbe so he doesn't lose. If they can't free her from that guy, if he sends her a get, what's it going to help? At the end of the day, she's not in his hands. So the Gemara says, They could free her if they pay. The Goy would have uh, accepted the money, but they just didn't have that money. And they weren't interested in freeing her so she could go back to being a slave. So therefore, But if Rabbi Abba would have sent a get to free her, oh, that means she's, she's going to go out, she's going to be a normal woman, normal member of society. Then the day we would have got our money together, we would have made a campaign, and then we would have freed her. Or you could say, or they couldn't, uh, they couldn't get that money together, and the guy never would have accepted that money, but still. But once Rabbi Abba would have sent a Gechi Hrur, he would have seen that she's a Shifha, and that the rabbi had to free her, and he would have let her go. Then the Gemara asks, more. We learned the Masechet Avodah Zarah, that the Goyim like the Behemah of Israel more than their own wives. So, of course, you'd like the Shivhav of Israel. The Gemara says, That's in private. And no one knows that he took the the, the, the rabbi's shivha. Everyone knows that you're taking the rabbi's shivha. That's not nice. It's embarrassing. And therefore, he would let her go. Hahi amta. There was this shifha kenanit. She belonged to Israel. The havat bepumpatita. She was pumpatita. The havukam abdeba in sheisura. People were doing averot with this uh, with this uh, shifha. Amar abaye. If love the amar of Yehuda, Mashmuel for Rav Yehuda, Mashmuel didn't say that kolam shachir avdo or aver baase that every anyone who frees his avid kenani is aver naaseh. It's like olam bahim ta'avodu. You should always be in charge of them. 
make them work for you. I, if it didn't say that in the Pasuk, I would have forced the owner to write a get shahrun, let her go, because people are doing avirot with her. Maybe she will, she'll get married to, to someone Jewish, or whoever it is, and they'll take care of her. So Ravina explained, even Rav Yehuda would agree in this type of case, free her, because people are doing an isur with her. The question on him is, does he really hold Mishum Isura law? Because there's an Isu, we're not going to let you free her. Uh, we had a case where Hanina said in the name of Ketina, in the name of Bitzhak, that there was this woman who was half free, half slave. Let's say she's owned by two partners and one freed her, one didn't. And they made the person who half owned her free her. The reason was because people were using her for a znut. So you see, for the sake of an avera, we will let you do another avera to stop people from doing avera. So I'm going to ask, what are you comparing? There the case was, because she's half-half, she couldn't marry Naivet, she couldn't marry Ben Horim, so she was, there was no one to watch over her. Over here, the case of Abaye, she was completely a shifcha. He could have had her marry one of his slaves, and that's, that man's slave would have watched over her. And we're going to learn at Tosafot later on, I think on Mim Aleph, that uh, we do tell a person to do a small Isur to save your friend from a big Isur when he has no control over himself. Or if it's Mitzvah de Rabim, uh, trying to save the people from doing Avera, the public from doing Avera. And over here would be the same idea because over here can, uh, there was no control. The Gemara continues. Gufa. Anyone who frees his slave is doing is going against an aseh. You have to work with them forever and offering them. walked into shul. didn't find ten people. and he freed his slave. and he added him to the minyan. And wait a second, but it says that all about Avodu. So we answered Mitzvah Shani. It's different when it's a Mitzvah. This brings us to a whole Sugyan Masechet Brachot Taf Mem Zayin. How could you do an Avera in order to do a Mitzvah? And Rashi over there said it's Mitzvah De Rabim. And the Rosh explained that it's a Mitzvah Vinik Tashti Ben Israel. They're able to do Kedushah. So for that, fine, you could do a, one person do a small Avera. This way, the Rabim could do a big Mitzvah. And the Ramban explains the reason you can't free them is because Lotehonim, you can't be nice to the Goyim in that sense. But over here, you're not being nice to the Goyim, you're being nice to yourself because you're being Zochen, getting a minyan. And it's an interesting sugiya to get into. Tanur Rabbanan, Le'olam Bahem Ta'avodu is Reshut. It's optional. If you want, you could work with them forever. If not, you could free them. Very bishmael. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Hova, no, you have, you have to work with them forever, and therefore you're not allowed to free them. So Gemara asks, Maybe Rabbi Eliezer holds like the one who holds Rashut, meaning he holds like Rabbi Shmael. The Gemara says, Lo salkata, can't be. The Tanya Behdiyatza straight out Rabbi Eliezer Omer Hova. We have a Raita that says Rabbi Eliezer says you have to work with them forever. And Amar Rabbah Behanet Telat Mile because of three things. People with money, they're rich people, they lose their money. Number one, because they're free, they're slaves, and they're going against Nazir. 
and they look at their uh, stocks, their fields, to see what we're going to do and what we're going to do on Shabbat. And and they cover their seuda during the time of the Bemidash. When everyone's learning, that's when they make their seuda. There's two families in Yerushalayim. One made their seuda during the time of Drasha. While the rabbi is speaking, that's when they made their meal. And one did their seuda on Erev Shabbat. Some say it was their main meal on Friday night, and some say they would do it before Shabbat, and it wasn't Mechabed the Shabbat itself. So each one was trying to work one way, one for the class, one against the class. And both of them were punished, were both cut off. Because A, they were Mechabed the Drasha, and number two, they were Mechabed the Shabbat itself. And If a person is Makdish to the Beta Mikdash, he goes out free. He's not even Kadosh. What's the reason? Because a Gufelo Kadish. Because his goof, the Ayved himself, is not a Ui to be given to the Mizbeach. You can't use it for Beda to fix something. However, Lidmeh lo ka'amar. At the end of the day, he didn't say that his worth I'm going to give to the Beit Hamikdash. Rather, Rather, you have to say that when he said Hamakadish Avdo, he was I want him to be Jewish, and therefore he becomes free. Rav Yosef Amarav Hamafkir Avdo Yatzalaherut. A person who's mafkir his Avid goes out free. Mande Amar, according to the one who said that Rav said that Makdish. Goes out free. Koshik and Mafkir, all the more so. Mafkir goes out free. Mande Amar, that Rav said Mafkir, then Aval Makadish lo. But if you're Makadish, then he doesn't go out free. Why? Maybe he meant, I'm just going to pay his worth. And that led the Gemara to ask a question. We have a question. If a person's Makadish or Mafkir, his Aved, does he need a get to let him marry a Israelite or not? Meaning, is there still some sort of kinyan stuck to him or not? So Tashema, here's the proof that he does need a get. Amar b'chiyah baravin, amarav, echad zeh, echad zeh, makdish or mafkir, yatzad ha'chirut, goza free, v'tzarich get shihru, and he needs a get to free him. And Amar abba'um modvinan ashma'atin, and people ask on our on our sugya from Abelaita, we said that according to Rav, a person's Makdish is Ayyavid, he goes out free. We learned that Makdish nechasav ayubahen avadim. If a person's Makdish, what, everything he owns, and including that, there's uh, his slaves. In a gizbarin, Rashayin lo tziyan nechayrut. The, uh, the gizbarin are not koneh the Ayyavid himself, and therefore they can't free him. They could only sell him to someone else and take that money for the Beit HaMikdash. They can sell the... The, the Avadim to other people, and the money goes to Ekdesh, and other people can free them. Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani, Rabbi held that he, I believe that the himself can pay the money to Ekdesh and go out free. It's as if he bought himself from the Beit HaMikdash. It's like same idea. Now, bottom line is, what do we see from here? That if a person's Makdish is Avid, he doesn't go out free. He still belongs to the Beit Hamikdash. This goes against Rav. So the Gemara says, "No, Matnita Kamaramit Ale de Rav. You're bringing a Mishnah against Rav. Rav Tanahu Rav is an earlier Amora. He's in that that transition generation 
between the Mishnah and the Gemara, and he can argue on a Brayta. So don't bring me a Brayta. So, okay, here's another Brayta on a Tashema. Ah, kol herem. And the rest of the Pasuk says, Asher yaharim ish Hashem mikol asher lo. A person gives a harem, a kodesh, whatever it is. Now, it says, What's me'adam? These are the avadim. And, uh, you know, Rav can't argue over here because here it's a drasha. It's just a flat-out explanation of the pasuk. And it sounds like you could be makdish your avid. So the Gemara explains, no, what's this Brayta dealing with? The Amar where the master over here, Beferush, said the amount, whatever the money worth of this Ayavid should be, I mean, meaning he's only Makdish money. So if that's the case, the first Brayta that we just mentioned, where the Gazbarin are not allowed to free this Ayavid, that whole case, you could also say that he was Mefaresh Dafka Lidme, the Amar Lidme. The command says, no, you can't say that because Yehach, if that's the case, when it says, What cash do the Gazbarim have here? If he never really freed him, he was never Makdish the person himself, only the money, then the, Avadim don't, the Gazbarim don't even like enter this the picture. And look at the, the continuation of the Brayta. The Aherim also, my how did the Aherim get Ta'avid if he was if it was only Makdish Lidme? The two, and here's the third question. Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani Av Hunoten Deme Atzmovet say he could pay money and get himself free. Mipneshum Kemochrolot, like the Gazbarin sold him. Vilidme, if the original master only was Makdishim for his worth, my Mipneshu Kemochrolot, what does it mean? It's like you sell him. They don't have a right to sell him. Rather, you have to say that the first Brayta was Mamash, they were planning on Makdish him, and that's the whole Sugyan. Over here, we're talking about Afkalid Man. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.